I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. After all these years, I can still hear my mom's voice. Go wash your hands and stand up straight. Those are the two secrets of a successful life, according to my mom. Funny, with this swine flu thing, the TV newscasters are sounding a little like mom. You know, that's kind of weird. Brian Williams looking right into the TV camera and saying, wash your hands and don't put them in your face. Mother's Day comes around every year and people send lots of candy and flowers and cards to their moms. And you know, I still miss doing that, even though mom left us years ago, just before her 94th birthday. But I've started really thinking about the woman who was my mom lately. You know, being a mom is a job, big job. But I've been wondering about the woman behind the job. The young woman, the pretty blue-eyed blonde who at the age of 22 brought me into the world and fed me and kept me safe and warm and, and made sure I washed my hands and stood up straight. You know, it's really a very strange thing. I only really know her because of the way she did her job, her career, being my mom. But that was only one of the things that she did. She was a lot of other things besides that. She was a bigger person than, than just my mom. My lady Wonderwinch got to know her as a person, I guess, a lot better than I did. They talked a lot together. I guess they had a lot of things in common. They're both smart. They're both athletic. They're both married to guys who were crazy in love with them, which is not always an easy thing, I guess. We usually think about mom as being a woman who has given birth to a child. But there are some amazing women who have taken on the task of being a mom to another woman's child. My Lady Wonder Wench did that. That's... That is, that is a huge act of love. Feeding and caring for a child and, and looking into his eyes and seeing traces of the face of another woman. But being sure that he washes his hands and stands up straight anyway. That's tough. And a lot of times it's not appreciated. I mean, you know, think the great story of Cinderella and the wicked stepmother. And how about women who didn't give birth because they had a miscarriage? love and hope and pain that just ends in rivers of tears. That happened to a woman I know, and she's never forgotten it. You can still see the memory flash across her eyes every time she sees a baby. Some women have abortions. Now, put aside your religious and political views on that, and just, just take a look at the woman involved. I know a couple of women who, for various reasons, decided that they couldn't do a good job as a mother. It's a huge, complicated, and sometimes awful job being a mother. There are guys with big mouths who say lots of women have abortions because they're just convenient. Well, you know what? I haven't heard very many women ever say that. And those couple of women I know who have had abortions, let me tell you, Mother's Day hurts. Of course, that's just my personal experience. Mm-hmm.
I know a couple of women who have adopted children. That's a generous thing to do. And they're both very happy as single mothers. I don't know about the other side. I don't know any women who have put a child up for adoption. So they legally don't have any children. I don't know about the legality of calling them mothers, but I wonder if they have middle-of-the-night calls someplace deep down in their hearts when they're asleep. I know one woman who decided not to have children because she didn't want to take a chance on passing along her very difficult physical problem. She is a very good woman. My mom came from a comfortable middle-income family. Her dad owned a butcher shop where he worked until just before his death in his late 90s. Gross Pop, we called him. He was a tough ex-Prussian cavalry officer who is just very proud of being an American now. He was a good, loving, hard-working man who knew how to discipline his emotions. Mom tried to be like him, but everybody who knew her was very well aware that the tough stuff outside was just a show. Mom loved poetry and music and sunsets and slow smiles. And I remember she used to tell me, there's music everywhere. Just that sometimes you have to be very quiet to hear it. I wonder what she was like when she was just a little girl. I mean, was she comfortable with climbing up on her daddy's lap? He was a pretty stern guy sometimes. She was smart. She was one of the few women in our neighborhood with a college degree. But I have no idea what her school life was like. I mean, did the boy behind her dip her braids into his inkwell? They had inkwells in those days. Did she like to sit in the front of the room and raise her hand and say, I know, I know the answer, the teacher, because she was very smart. When she got to high school, did she try out to be a cheerleader? Who was her first crush? What made him special to her? Did she get to date him and dump him, or did it work around the other way? Did she ever think about him when she grew up? There's never any question that, that Dad was the love of Mom's life. But were there other smaller and still important loves in her life? There are, in the lives of many faithful wives. I suspect that's the case with Wonder Wench. If so, who were those loves and what were they like how did she stay faithful to dad which i know she did she was a pretty little blue-eyed blonde and that she was headstrong i guess you'd say and that was at a time when ladies were advised not to speak until they were spoken to if you're a lady and she was a lady i mean she could put on a white pillbox hat and gloves and pearls with the best of them what were the temptations in her life did dad know about them? He's very much involved in his work. Like most people with good jobs, dad got fired a few times when management changed. How'd she deal with that as a person, as his wife, as his girlfriend? How did she manage to keep her fears from my four brothers and me? She did. We all felt very comfortable and very safe all the time. She was a registered nurse who hated nursing. Why did she hate it? Did that scare her? When her time came, she didn't seem afraid. Mom used to read to me every night at bath time, poetry mostly. 
She loved the highwayman and his Lady Bess, the landlord's daughter, the, the landlord's dark-eyed daughter, tying a red ribbon love knot into her long, dark hair. She loved the words. She loved love. Mostly she loved love, I think. But I, I think she was, she was a little afraid of it, though. And so was Dad. Mom and Dad were both athletic. They played tennis together well into their 60s. He was a former track star. Her sport was swimming. She was a big city girl, and he was from a small town in Pennsylvania. They spent as much time as they could walking together. I remember that. They always loved the toe-wiggling, hair-mussing, sunshiny wind. Go out and talk together and laugh together and just enjoy being who they were. Boyfriend and girlfriend, I think. What happened to those two human beings? How did this man and this woman change? What were their fears and their hopes when I came along? And they all of a sudden took on jobs called Mom and Dad. And why has it taken me so long to wonder about them? Just as people. Dick's Details, a bunch of interesting but totally unimportant stuff to stuff in one ear, so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear, and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. Did you know that women blink twice as often as men? It's probably because they don't believe what they're seeing when they look at us. Snails can sleep for three years. Well, I guess that's because they live sheltered lives. Shelter, right? I'm sorry. And wearing headphones for just an hour will increase the bacteria in your ear by 700 times. 7,000 times if you're listening to rap, I guess. Dicks to Tales. They take your mind off your mind. My mom was a, a big-time animal person. She owned a horse, and she brought home a monkey once, and probably the only monkey in Brooklyn. And she was a number one dog lady. She bought a, a little puppy that we called Whistle. She brought a little mongrel. She brought him home from the pound. And she said, I called him Whistle because he is so clean. He's clean as a whistle. And Dad kind of took me aside, and he, he said, you know, whistles are usually full of spit. Dad had some kind of sense of humor. Looking back on it now, though, I remember Whistle must have been the Pavarotti of farts. I mean, it, it seemed like there must have been this like purple haze in the air near his bed every morning when I got up. And Whistle was a power puppy. You know, you take him out for a walk and a squirrel dashed past and, and Whistle would hit the end of that leash with a, a pull that was a little bit like my little car would probably give you if it were revved up to about 3,000 RPM. Chris is not unusual for little dogs in New York. I think New York little dogs are a little different from little dogs around a lot of the country. And if you think I'm kidding, check out some of the squirrel-infested parts of the city, like Central Park. A lot of times you will see a frantically barking little power puppy racing across the sheep meadow, wearing a leash attached to a bouncing detached arm. <laughs> Seems that way anyway. But I love the little guy, a little whistle. He went chasing a car one night and he caught it. And it was when the vet said that we had to put him to sleep that... Mom made me understand how important it was to somehow 
Find whatever it takes to stand up straight. She never said, big boys don't cry. She was too smart for that. She just said, stand up straight. She knew that big boys don't cry. But she also knew that there are times when big men do. I really wish I had known that person, that, that pretty young woman who took on the job of being my mom a little better. It's too late now except for looking through some of these memories. There is a story in the new Night Connections 2 personal audio album about a girl who spent her life wondering some of these same things about her dad. It's called Daddy's Girl. Mothers and daughters have always had secrets. You think about one that your mother told you every time you make a meatloaf the way she used to do it, with carrots and extra onions. You started helping her make meals when you were ten, and she started trusting you with the sharp knife to cut up those onions. She began telling you about woman things, how to deal with your monthly cycle, the kind of things that you could expect from boys and what it was like to hold a child in your arms and show it to its father for the first time. It was during one of those talks that she told you about vows and obligations and how important they were, no matter what. Times were terribly hard for her all those years ago. Her father was out of work a lot. For a while he simply disappeared. Your mother worked in a restaurant and did the best she could for your three brothers. There was no money to spare. But the man who owned the restaurant was very kind. He let her take food home at the end of the day. You knew about that. But what you didn't know, the secret, was that he and your mother were lovers. He was short, overweight, and scarred from a bar fight when he was very young. The restaurant was open 24 hours a day, and he was there almost all of the time. It was on a night when your mother was so tired that she just lost track of where she was and what she was doing. She was standing in the kitchen, just crying. He closed the restaurant and just held her until she stopped crying. And right then, he was the only adult human being in the world who would have noticed whether your mother lived or died. She told you it was only once. It was during one of your father's disappearing acts. She was in desperate need. And she was desperately tired. And he was genuinely caring and kind. The next day your father returned, and she never cheated again. Vows, obligations. Nine months later you were born. All your mother would ever tell you about him was that he died in a car accident a few weeks later. It's been a long time. But whenever you think about that secret between you and your mother, you can't help wonder. And something always seems to get in your eyes. Must be those onions. I have certainly made more than my share of mistakes as a father. But I always liked the sound of little voices calling me dad. That's a story called Daddy's Girl from the new Night Connections 2 personal audio CD. 
If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, you can go back to DickSummer.com and download it from the Night Connections 2 icon on the opening page. Moms are obviously women. And hard as it is to admit, moms are, are sexy women, or they wouldn't be moms. I don't know, why is that so hard to, to say? Why is it hard to think about moms as being sexy? I don't know. Moms and women in general are very different from us. You know, they're, women are, are curtains and pillowcases and butter dishes and salad forks and hand towels and deodorizers and all kinds of good-smelling, clean stuff, you know? My lady wonder wench can hear germs. She tracks them down with some kind of weapon of germ destruction. Now, that doesn't mean guys are just a bunch of filthy, thoughtless, tasteless slobs. I mean, we are that, but sometimes... When I remember that pretty little blue-eyed blonde's voice telling me about the two most important secrets of having a successful life, I'm a little better than that. She took on a big job becoming a mom. My mom. And you know how you can tell that she was good at it? Because sometimes, when I've made a mess of things, I actually remember to wash my hands. And I hope that most of the time, when things get tough, I even remember to stand up straight, like Dad always did, and Mom. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.